Hello, everyone. Welcome to Diversity in D. We really hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We miss you guys so much. We hope you guys missed us. Uh, we're going to start today off with uh, Dwayne Haskins. And I'm your host, Donna. That's my co-host. Lisa, hello. So today, we're going to talk about the story of, for most, remember the Ohio State standout quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, is there really more to his death? On April 9th, 2022, a Saturday morning, Haskins was trying to cross Interstate 595's westbound lane near Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport in Broward County when, when the dump truck hit him. The incident was reported shortly after 6.30 a.m. He had been working... He had, he had been walking on the highway for unknown reasons. In recent days, Haskins was in South Florida working out with some Steelers teammates. As, as captured on Instagram story from Haskins and running back Najee Harris, Haskins was only 24 years old. A 911 call indicates that NFL quarterback Dwayne Haskins had told his wife he was walking on Florida's highway to get some gas before he was fatally struck by a dump truck last week. I'm calling because my husband is stuck on the side of the highway. He had gone walk to get gas, and then, then he said he was returning to the car on the highway. A woman who said she was his wife, Clabria Haskins, told an emergency operator we were on the phone he said he was going to call me back after he finished putting gas in it i kept calling and calling he wasn't answering and eventually i continued to call him the phone eventually cut off and it was not working out i had his location and just want someone to go in the area to see if his car is there and if He's okay or anything happened to him, she said. That's that's just not right for him not to call me back and his phone go going dead. And he just and he was just stranded by himself, she said. She was in Pittsburgh, but had been on the phone with Haskins. The call was released Wednesday by Florida Highway Patrol about 10 days after Haskins was killed. Several other 911 calls and a traffic crash report released today, Wednesday, by the patrol added further details to the fatal incident. In one of the 911 calls, an unidentified woman said that a person was struck on the highway. There was a man hit in front of me. I was traveling on the road and I saw a dump, I saw a dump truck hit him. The woman said Haskins was struck in the front left side of the dump truck by driving in the center lane of three-lane highway, according to a crash report. Haskins had came had came to rest lying prone in the inside lane, reporters stated. The driver of the vehicle in the lane veered left to try to avoid hitting him, but right, but the right tire of an uncarried potential contacted Haskins. The report states two vehicles then had 
then came to a controlled stop on the side of the road, the reporter stated. The driver were not distracted at the time and the, and they had no contribute actions at the time of the crash, according to the reports. A year after Haskins' death, a lawsuit by his family was filed stating that Dwayne Haskins was drugged on the night of his death as a part of alleged blackmail and robbery conspiracy against the former NFL quarterback. According to the lawsuit filed by his family, the lawsuit filed last month in Broward County, Florida, lists four individuals, two restaurants, a golf, a golf driving range, and a hotel in a hotel as a defense as a as defendants connected to the alleged conspiracy the lawsuit also lists the driver of the truck as a defendant citing his negligent acts as a direct cause of haskins death a statement released on monday by attorneys report representing haskins family also mentions that the alleged conspiracy against Haskins and said that the lawsuit is an important step in the process of uncovering the complete truth about this tragedy. It is believed that Dwayne's that Dwayne was target was targeted and drugged as a part of a blackmail and robbery conspiracy. Attorney, attorney Rich Isley said in a statement, in fact, his highly his highly expensive watch was stolen from him shortly before his death. Haskins' widow is listed in a lawsuit as the plaintiff and a personal representative of Haskins' estate. She is seeking a jury trial in unspecific damage related to Haskins' death. A toxicology report concluded Haskins was legally was legally drunk when he was hit by the truck on I-595 in Florida. Separate samples taken from his body had blood alcohol levels of 0.20 and 0.24, both which are believed the legal limit in Florida of 0.8. According to the toxicologist report, Haskins was tested for Carotene and nectamine. Carotene and nectamine. Carotene and nectamine. Drugs that are used by medical professionals as as the anesthetic, but has also been known to be used recently. The medical the medical the medical examiner ruled Haskins' cause of death as multiple blunt force injury and the manner of his death as an accident. The lawsuit alleged the driver of the dump truck was speeding, driving carelessly, and had a cargo load extending the legal weight limit. The lawsuit also alleged negligence by the individual owner of the 1994 Ken Kenworth truck. The driver's trucking company in Florida Department of Transportation, 
the rental car company and the contractor that provides signal along the 595. The Florida Highway Patrol traffic homicide report shows that Dwayne was only feet away from making a safe crossing the roadway when he was struck and killed by an old dump truck. Many questions remain as to why the truck did not avoid hitting Dwayne. Even the even the highly visible activity in the area be, before the impact and the fact that the other drivers did not hit Dwayne. The most recent the, the most recent about Dwayne's death was put on April 18, 2023. The state of the late NFL quarterback Dwayne Haskins was reached. A partial statement in its lawsuit against the driver, the owner and the broker of the dump truck that struck and killed Haskins, the family lawyer said Friday. Rick Isley, the lawyer for the for the Haskins family, said in a release that statements with various other parties have been previously secured. There are still 10 other defendants in this case. A court date has not yet been set, Isley said. The lawsuit filed in Fort Lauderdale alleges the former Ohio State star was drugged and robbed by a man and three women in the hours before the incident. The family said it happened at Boca Roten, Florida Hotel. Never heard of that place. At an upscale golf driving range, a bar, and nightclub. The lawsuit does not give any specifics. Haskins then with the Pittsburgh Steelers had been in South Florida for off-season workouts. The suit says the, the pickup truck Haskins had rented had a mechanical defect that caused it to run out of gas. The family also alleged that the state highway department didn't properly maintain, maintain in the lights on the road or post a lower speed limit while construction work was being done. The family claimed a, tempor a temporary signal blocked visibility on the highway, according to the death, according to a death report in the issue in May 2022 by Broward County Medical Examiner Office. A woman Haskins was with told investigators that he ran out of gas on the interstate near Fort Lauderdale international airport shortly before dawn she said he went in the dark to get more fuel witnesses told florida highway patrol that haskins was trying to wave down a car and standing in the center of the lane when he was hit by the truck and then a suv the report said he died from blunt force trauma this the Associated Press is not naming the individuals or businesses Haskins family are suing because no criminal charges have been filed against any of them. And there is nothing yet filed in court, substantially any of any claims. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, first he's hit, then they say that he was drugged and robbed and 
so that's just crazy. Like, what was going on? It was crazy because when I first saw that, and it's, it's Coach Mike Tomlin said that in 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 I mean when it first came out, he was like, you know, that's not like Dwayne to be just out there just this month. What's name? Like it was something. And Najee Harris said the same thing. Like, like, come on, man. And then a lot of his Ohio State friends and stuff like that, like Justin Fields that came up under him and all them, like, man, that's not like Dwayne. Like, but now it's coming out like he was drugged and robbed. They said it, it, it was it was it was just funny how he was just out there like that. Yeah, and like if he's out there to be working out, why would he be partying? Yeah. It just don't make sense. Somebody said somebody set him up because they brought him over to be the successor to to Ben Roethlisberger. And wasn't he in the media before that for his wife doing something to him? Yeah. yeah like his wife like punched him in the eye or stabbed no, him. No, she or knocked, knocked out, out his, out his teeth. teeth. That's what it was. Yeah. So they looking at her too like something that you, you know, set up, I mean, like, for that dump truck to be doing that. Yeah. Because basically how this saying and then I was heard it was like that dump truck just came over to hit him. Like yeah, like it was purposely did. So and that's what the witnesses said in the reports. Like they don't see how because they avoided him. How the dump truck not avoided exactly. Him. I don't know, that's wild. I know. No. Twenty four years old. Yeah, rest in peace. Now for Danilo Calacante. He was arraigned Friday on theft, burglary, and other charges in connection with alleged crimes committed while he was on the run. Danilo Calcante, 34, did not say much during the brief hearing, where he appeared via video conference. Authorities have said that following his his August 31st escape from Chester County Prison, he stole a transit van and burglarized homes in southeastern Pennsylvania, where a rifle and ammunition, clothing, a sleeping bag, and other items were stolen. During the hearing, prosecutors consolidated the new charges with the initial escape charge Calcante faced after he was captured. A preliminary hearing will be held where more information regarding both sets of charges will be discussed. But a date for that hearing has not been scheduled. Calcante was charged Monday with felony counts of burglary, criminal, criminal trespass, theft and possession of a firearm, as well as a number of misdemeanor charges, including theft and receiving stolen property. The county public defender's office, which is representing him, and prosecutors declined comment following Friday's hearing. Calcante has been sentenced to life in prison after he was convicted of killing Deborah Brondeo in front of her children in 2021. Prosecutors say he wanted to stop her from telling police he was wanted in a 2017 killing in Brazil. He was awaiting transfer to a state prison when he scaled a wall and then jumped from a roof to escape. Calicante was captured 17 thir- September 13th after a two-week search that left residents on edge and led to school closures right at the start of the academic year, as well as warnings for residents to lock their doors and block roads over the busy Labor Day weekend. Law enforcement's big break came when a plane fitted with a thermal imaging camera picked up Calicante's heat signal, allowing teams on the ground to secure the area, surrounded him, and moved in with search dogs. He's now being housed at SCI Green in Waynesburg. So now they're getting him on the charges from what he did when he broke out. Hmm. Dumbass. <laughs> That's all I got to say Spider-Man. about that. He's dumb as hell. Like, what the hell were you thinking? Now we're going to talk about Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. 
Diddy and Diddy may be one of the most recognizable figures in the historically male-dominated genre of hip-hop. But he also made his name by working with numerous female artists, including Little Kim, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, and singer Cassie Ventura. He launched her singing career with his label Bad Boy Records in 2006 and was in a relationship with Combs from 2007 to 2018. This week, she has accused him of rape and several physical abuse during the relationship allegations. Combs has been a subject of controversy since he first emerged in the public eye in 1991. Nine people were crushed to death in New York at a charity basketball game he had promoted. He was found liable for damages in 1999. That year, he also pleaded guilty to second-degree harassment after an altercation with a music business ex- executive in December. A jostile involving Combs led to a shooting at a Manhattan nightclub. He was charged with several crimes, including illegal gun possession, but acquitted on all charges. On Friday, P. Diddy and Cassie settled the lawsuit in terms of the settlement were not disclosed. But on Thursday this week, the Supreme Court of New York accuses him of drugging and sexually assaulting a former Syracuse University college student in 1991 and filming it, then showing the video to others, describing it as revenge porn. Diddy denies accusations. So... What the hell is going on? <laughs> he is a freak nasty son of a gun. He don't pay people. Now he want to rape people. <laughs> no pay? He rape rape. Rape. Right. <laughs> like, hell. You know, they said Shug Knight was bad. What the hell? Did he's the real <laughs> monster. Right. Damn. <laughs> okay, now the crumblies. The parents of Oxford High School shooter Ethan Crumley may be tried separately. A Michigan judge ruled earlier this week after two new witnesses came forward in the case. James and Jennifer Crumley are facing four counts of involuntary manslaughter after their son, then 15 years old, fatally shot four high school students and injured seven others using his parents' gun, which they have argued was locked away. Upon review of October 31st, interviews with two new witnesses from Florida Severance of the defendants in this case is now necessary as the prosecution intends to call one or both of these witnesses. Shannon Smith, an attorney for Jennifer Crumbly, said in a Monday court filing, Smith did not disclose, disclose what the two new witnesses said in their interviews, but argued that severing the trials for James and Jennifer Crumbly would allow the court to avoid prejudice and ensure a fair trial for both defendants so that allegations made against one defendant do not impact outcomes for the other. The prosecution agreed, writing that Jennifer, the co-defendant, at trial would be damaging to the defendant, James Crumbly. Prosecutors went on to note, however, the significant cost to taxpayers, taxpayers for separating the defendants. Separate trials in this case come at significant cost to victims, witnesses, taxpayers, and additional jurors who will serve. Assist- Assistant Prosecutor Mark Keith wrote, but the Constitution affords the defendant that right, and the people agree that the defendant is entitled to a separate trial. Smith also argued in a Monday court filing that Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald engaged in, engaged in misconduct in a November interview with local news outlet. When McDonald said her office doesn't prosecute cases that they don't believe can, they can prove within, within beyond a reasonable doubt. The defense attorney said McDonald violated the court's rules, saying lawyers in this case should not publicly express any opinion as to the guilt or innocence of a defendant. Smith also argued that McDonald violated her duty as a prosecutor to ensure that the accused are given the benefit of all reasonable doubts. The defense is asking Judge Cheryl Matthews 
to require McDonald to appear before the court about why she failed to comply with the court prior order, Smith wrote. In a Tuesday filing, prosecutors called the allegations frivolous and perplexing, saying that nothing in the defense's filing shows that they violated the court orders. They added that McDonald has a responsibility as a county's top prosecutor to inform the public, and there is no gag order in Ethan's case as there is in his parents' cases. All parties in this case are subject to a gag order that prevents them from publicly discussing any details regarding allegations made against the Crumbleys. On Tuesday, Oxford students walked out of class to demand trauma recovery services and a memorial in the wake of the 2021 school massacre. So now they want to be tried separately. So they can try to rat, point the finger on each other. <laughs> Somebody like these characters right here, man. Just give them some time. Don't even give them the damn. Don't even give them nothing. Just lock their asses up and keep them there. So they get in there and point the finger at each other. Well, it was my fault. It was her fault. It was my fault. His fault. Your kid does. Your kid is demonic as hell. He would have did that. But yeah, that's the only reason why they want that separately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now for Chloe Dar, Chloe Darnell, this poor baby. Two people in Kentucky have been arrested in connection with an alleged murder after authorities said they believe they found the body of a four-year-old girl who was reported missing this week, but has not been seen since September. A body believed to be Chloe Darnell was discovered and sent to the medical examiner's office in Frankfurt for an autopsy and positive identification, according to a Friday statement from the Whitley County Sheriff's Department Facebook page. In addition to murder... Brittany Slaughter, 24, and Adam Hayes, 34, both of Williamsburg, Kentucky, are charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence, according to the Sheriff's Department. Slaughter had custody of Chloe, the Sheriff's Department said, in a verified GoFundMe page for Chloe. Her last name is spelled differently than what it, is, what it was spelled by the Sheriff's Department. Chloe was a bright, happy child who was met with an unhappy ending, according to the GoFundMe account, which was organized by a family member. Slaughter is Chloe's aunt, according to the fundraiser. So this poor baby, these sick motherfuckers, hurt this little baby. And now they finally found her body, and I hope they throw him underneath the fucking jail. Hope they run their ass over with the soul train and then throw him up under the jail. These <laughs> dirty son of a what's wrong? What's wrong with these ass wipes? That y'all still want to kill all these kids. These kids ain't did nothing to y'all pathetic asses. They not the they not the reason that y'all grew up not to be nothing. <laughs> like take the babies out, take yourself out, do the world a favor. And then now, Keefe D. Reggie White Jr. told Bomb First in an interview that Keefe has been jumped a few times already, and these altercations will more likely continue. To Keefe's trial will begin June third, twenty twenty four. So that's a long time to get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so damn near ass kicked, and I'm straight on that, bro. I don't think I'm like, damn, like, hold on. <laughs> Can't give me a body here. That's a year long of ass. That's a year and a half ass kicking. Like, come on, bro. And they like 60. Can't take that ass with them like that. He's already looking rough as hell. Right. Like, come on, man. Getting your ass beat for a whole year and a half. Come on now. Damn. Well, we're going to wrap this up for the day. Is there anything you want to say? <laughs> Hold on. I'm just like, come on, man. That ain't right, man. That, that, that ain't cool, man. Um, 
understanding y'all thank y'all for the support so much so much we really appreciate y'all and like i said like i always tell y'all anything y'all want us to cover just let us know and i hope you guys enjoyed your holiday you know and you know christmas coming up soon too so everybody be safe everybody enjoy they safe. you man keep these women safe and these babies and, and I just want to say that I love you guys and we really appreciate y'all. Keep it going. And I just want to say thank you to all our listeners. We really appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and comment. We're also available on the following platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Our Facebook page is Diversity in D. Our email is diversityind at gmail.com, but it's spelled D-I-V-E-R-C-I-T-Y-I-N-T-H-E-D. Thanks again to our listeners. Without you, there's no us. We are also now on Instagram at Diversity in the D. Thank you guys for listening to Diversity in D 313. Till next time.